This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. This week, we're talking about Pan's Labyrinth, starring or directed by Guillermo del Toro, written by Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. starring Ivana Baccaro, Adriana Gill, Sergey Lopez, and other Hey, Gilles Lopez. Kids <laughs> <laughs> in the hall, look it up, people. Yep. Doug Jones, Maribel Verdu. Ivana Bakaru. Uh, just bunch of Spanish people. Mm-hmm. Or Spanish names. I don't know if they're Spanish or not. Um Scott, this is your pick. You wanna talk about it first? Okay, so I I missed this in the theaters. Uh, it was something that I made it onto my radar though, and I really wanted to see it. I I had really wanted to see it. Uh, but never got around to it, and then just randomly saw it at a friend's house while I was on vacation and was kind of blown away by it. Uh I think this is easily his uh, Del Toro's best movie. Uh, it's it's very, you know, I, I use the term wildly a lot. But it's wildly imaginative. It's wildly imaginative and dark, and it's beautifully shot. Uh, it's just kind of this perfect mixture. Um, it's that rare movie where the the kid's the lead, and the the kid is able to carry the movie. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into more of that when we get into our lists. Mm-hmm. Alex, any what's your experience with this movie? Um, I kind of saw it out of the blue, uh, only because I knew it was Guillermo del Toro, and I liked his work on the first Hellboy. Uh, so I decided to give it a shot and everything. I thought it was going to be, oh, you know, this little girl goes into this fantasy world. It's like, oh, this should be a nice little, you know, fantasy adventure. Holy shit. <laughs> was I in for a big surprise? Yeah. Excuse me. Me too. This is, uh, I've always wanted to see this and just, I've never, kind of how Scott said, just, I just always wanted to see it and I never got around to it until this podcast. So, and I kind of thought the same thing going in and actually because of that, I was a little bit disappointed because my expectations were something and it was different, but I still liked it. Um, I had a question. Were we expecting something more like epic, like Hellboy? No, just a little bit more in the fantastic. Like I, I think this is I'll talk about is one of my things, but a little too much in the real world with the general and all that stuff. <laughs> she, she got real the captain. Yeah. yeah. So that was a little bit Capitan kind of took away from me a little bit. But um, Alex, did, as a a Spanish speaker, did you watch with subtitles? Did you just how did you do that? No, I actually didn't turn on the subtitles for this on purpose. Okay. Uh, right. Just because you know. I know the language already, but I don't hear it on a regular basis now and then since I don't live, you know, with my family anymore. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be like nice practice and everything for this lighthearted fair. <laughs> Were you able to understand the uh, the Cathelian? It it took a bit of adjusting, but yeah. <laughs> Lapis Castellano. Gracias. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was curious about that. How you did that, and then so. Guillermo del Toro is Mexican, right? But this is, like, does he film it in Spain? or? Yeah, I, I feel like 
Well, obviously the whole thing revolves around Spain, but yeah, I think that's where they were for it. Out in the Spanish mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably the same place they filmed Conan the Barbarian, the opening scene. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our list. Scott, number seven. Okay. Uh, my number seven is that it's a dark fairy tale. Uh, emphasis on dark. So, remember the, the trailers for this made it seem like it would, like you kind of were saying, Jeff, would be a little more fantastical. But that there was something kind of sinister going on. Uh, but when you actually sit down to, to watch it, it's all grounded in this, in reality, in this backdrop of, uh, Spanish, um, I guess, revolution, uh, against fascism. And, yeah, it, they, the two parts play against each other. And, yeah, it turns out to be, uh, kind of a twisted fairy tale that, that plays against expectations that we, that have been kind of drilled into us. Uh, you know, ever since we started watching these kind of things as kids. Uh, and so I, I enjoyed that part of it where, or, or that aspect of it, that it, uh, again, subverted the fairy tale, uh, kind of tropes and what, what we typically expect as an audience. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Your answer is right. <laughs> All right. I'll go ahead and do my number seven. Um, and, I'll say, I guess I'll just continue with what I started off with is I was a little let down by the movie because I have to hear too much time on the captain and the, and the real world storyline. I wanted, I guess I wanted the labyrinth, <laughs> not ah, the labyrinth. I see. <laughs> and, um, so I was a little frustrated when it just kept, it was, it almost spent more time, did spend more time with the real world stuff and all that, that just, it kind of, and it said all expectations. I was expecting one thing and when, I wanted to see the girl and the fawn and the little fairies and stuff, and it wasn't happening as much for me. And that that really ruined it because my expectations were that. Because I remember seeing trailers and the, the creature with the hand eyes and stuff like that. And I just, it's in there, but it's just not enough. And that hurt it a little bit for me. So I had to bring it up as one of my moments, my items, just because uh, the expectations there. And I wanted more of that and less of the real world bullshit. That, that, that's interesting because uh, I. I, I I thought it was all very compelling, all the real world stuff. Yeah, like I said, I think it's expectations. It's like I want. Yeah. I thought it was this, yeah. and it wasn't that. So I was, you know, when are they going to get to the firework factory? <laughs> 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 like every time she would go back, I thought, okay, that's when she's going to get sucked in there. Like I thought she had all this bad stuff happen outside. She's going to get sucked into this world that she'd come out at the end. Oh, okay. Be like through the yeah. through the looking glass. Yeah, exactly. And not and, just and like a general back and that. forth. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, my number seven is uh, just like Jeff. I had ex- certain expectations about this movie, and then I got th- I blind bought this DVD, and I looked at the I'm like I looked at the back and everything. It's like rated R, huh? That's weird. Why would this movie be rated R? <laughs> and then I put the movie in, and this dude gets his face caved in by a bottle of whiskey by that asshole general. Holy shit! I I captain. had a oh he was a captain. Oh, my list is yeah. all wrong. My top, my top five list is all wrong then. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I actually had like a very physical, visceral, visceral reaction to that scene. It was like, oh, oh my God. I was, came out of, for me, it completely came out of left field. And I'm sure for the poor guy whose face got caved in also. Uh, but after that, I was fucking in 
right from that seat. I'm like, holy shit, what else is this movie going to throw at me? So, And the dude wasn't lying. He had the rabbits in his pouch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, for me, it was a, a very um, good uh, difference of ex- expectations for me as opposed to Jeff. So, yeah, that's my number seven. All right. Scott, number six. Uh, my number six is just kind of the slow burn that makes up the most of the movie. Uh, it just paints this overall sense of, of of dread that permeates everything in the the real world, and that's just slightly offset by some of the fantastical stuff, which is kind of creepy and sinister or outright evil on its own. Uh, so there's never kind of a, a break from it, but it's all again very compelling. Uh, I'll get into it a little more down my list, but uh, yeah, I like that there was just kind of this, that the movie got to breathe, uh, or everything uh, got to go through its paces. Agreed. Nice. Yeah, yeah I agree. everything was uh, very well fleshed out. Nothing seemed rushed, but nothing seemed like it was taking too long either, so yeah, it was very, yeah. very well paced. Other than, like I said, I, I wanted more of the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, my number six is uh, this is another negative thing, but all, this is all my stuff is like the expectations and the ending. So, spoiler alert, like obviously without going to say, when, when he shot the girl at the end, that, that just pissed me off and made me really upset. <laughs> and um, I, I mean, it, I, yeah, I mean, it is, it is very upsetting. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no way to argue that. <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't angry at the movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said it's all expectations. I go in expecting Alice in Wonderland, and I get that. That's a gut punch. And I guess I, by that point, I should have expected it. <laughs> That's you know the end of the movie. But um... yeah, I mean, again, that goes back to the whole fairy tale thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but there it is. I didn't like didn't like that. And, you know, they kind of shoot. Yeah. Fucked up. F that guy. F El Capitan. Yeah, that's that's higher is. on my list. All right. Um, <laughs> mine, it's mine. It's lower because it's a negative. <laughs> Alex, uh, my number six is. Oh, this scene was the most hard to watch one for me. Was not the not the dude that had to get his foot amputated, which is also really tough. But when the captain was finally suspecting rebels like in his camp, and he was just torturing that poor dude with a stutter. Oh my gosh, that was that was just so tough. I really wanted that to stop. And especially when he was like, okay, if you can say, you know, this sentence without stuttering, then I'll just let you go. You know, you can be free. And who knows if he was telling the truth, but spoiler alert, he doesn't make it. <laughs> it wasn't even a sentence. It was like count to three. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez, I guess I missed that. I thought he was saying something. Even I know that in Spanish. I would have got that right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe it was a translation thing difference. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, that, yeah was, that was messed oh, up. That was rough. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He's a bad dude. <laughs> I think the bad dudes, would he would have given the bad dudes a run for his money. Because he's a bad dude. <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five goes hand in hand with my previous one, uh, with my number six. Uh, just the setting and the cinematography, 
it's 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 a little washed out and it kind of has this cold feel to it um but it, everything is kind of austerely set um and it, it just creates this atmosphere uh, uh again goes back to the kind of sense of dread um and tension uh but i i just love the way this whole thing was shot um again it was you know there wasn't a lot of the the jump cuts um everything got a chance to kind of uh present itself slowly for every, for for all the big scenes um and yeah i'm 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 doing a poor job of uh um elaborating here but yeah i i really like the the way that it was set up and shot basically yeah i may have more to say about this later all right um my number five is Alex's number seven or six is that brutal scene of killing the dude with, I thought it was a wine bottle, not a whiskey bottle, but whatever it was, was uh, not expecting yeah, that. I, I remember as it was happening, I'm like, all right, what kind of movie is this going to be? Is this going to be a cutaway or is this going to be, no, it's not a cutaway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're showing it uh, and they're showing it more and they're showing it more. And I didn't like it. So same thing as Alex. And, to go to Alex's previous point, when he was going to cut off the guy's leg, I thought we were going to end for see that too. And I was like, "Oh, they better not show this." And luckily, that they kind of right up into the last second, but they do cut away. Um, but yeah, that scene of killing the dude, the hunters. Alex, number five. My number five is uh, the fairies. The fairies that go with Ophelia <laughs> when she draws uh, the door with the chalk. And mm-hmm. she gets to go into this room to re- retrieve a dagger. And the pan warns her, you can't drink or eat anything in this room. You just go in there, get the dagger, and get the hell out. And the fairies go with her, and <laughs> goddammit, Ophelia. <laughs> Those grapes look just, I bet, I guess a little bit too juicy? And the fairies... delicious. Yeah, the fairies are trying to tell her, no, don't do that. She kept batting him away and everything. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Then uh, my number four deals directly with, it'll segue from this, but those poor fairies, they did a good job, and then, well, they get eaten for their troubles, thanks to Ophelia. <laughs> so so I took that scene as her kind of falling under, like, the enchantment of the place. Yeah. Like, it, was, it wasn't just that she saw it and was like, oh, I really want to eat that. It was, like... Almost like uh, like a spell was being cast on her. Yeah, and it's obviously a test, too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And she fails it hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, two question follow-ups on this. You said Pan, so it was the Fawn Pan? I, I think that's just the movie title they put for the West. Okay, because he called him Pan. I thought the guy I think was was named Fawn. It's the Fawn. The Fawn. Yeah. Fawn, okay. Fawn well, A. I mean... Okay, I want to clarify. And then... There's another movie where they draw chalk on the wall like a doorknob. What is that from? I couldn't. Do you remember that? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's like," and I couldn't figure it out. So, if you guys figure it out or any of our listeners, let us know. Yeah, isn't that he draws a door and doorknob, and then he knocks on the stone three times, and then the door opens. Yeah, what is that? That's not like something Harry Potter. Is it? That no, sounds it's, like something it's older. Harry Potter. Son of a bitch. I do remember that scene. Yeah, exactly. I, the he draw, part no, the dude isn't. draws the door, draws a square. He's like, oh, okay, draw a door. Like, he's following instructions somewhere. And then he stops, and he's like, oh, almost forgotten. And then he draws the doorknob as an afterthought. 
And then he's reading the instructions again, and he says, knock three times. And then the door opens. Yeah. Motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can't remember what that's from. <laughs> Anyways. Well, this is going to bug the shit yep. out of me. <laughs> well, now tell us your number. Wait, this is Alex's? No. That was my that number was Alex's. five. Yeah. Yeah, so Scott's number four. Okay. So my number four is the ending. Uh, doubling up on spoilers here. Uh, I, I, sometimes it bugs the shit out of me. Sometimes I enjoy it when movies do the, or when movies leave it open to interpretation. The Inceptions, uh, that kind of, that kind of thing. Total Recall. Total Recall. Thank you. Um, and it's, it's same thing here. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Uh, but I did like that, that Del Toro here went out of his way to leave it kind of ambiguous. Um, but whether or not any of it was actually real, um, she, uh, Ophelia is still able to kind of end the story the way that she wanted to. Um, so it was a, good way to tie up the fairy tale portion of it um and yeah it's it's and it's it's still yeah it, it's a gut punch it's it's kind of heartbreaking uh but whether it's real or not i i like that they, she, she still gets to play out her her fantasy yeah i took it as it wasn't real at all that that shot of her talking to nobody when the captain comes up just like oh so so the thing about that though is <sighs> that he he was uh he was still like heavily drugged and yeah. when he actually gets there you see him like wipe his eyes kind of like like am i seeing what i'm supposed to be seeing so he could still go either way yeah i hope you're right but i didn't that's not what i got out of it i was this is... But but I mean even even if it wasn't real, she that's still what she's like in her mind's eye or whatever you want to say. Sure, her mind's eye, but that's like yeah, that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still bittersweet, more with the more one than the other, depending on how you view it. Yeah, yeah. But I I still liked it. It was kind of ballsy to kill off a little kid like that, mm-hmm. and horrible. Um, but within the context of the movie, it, it works. Yep. That's my number four. All right. Um, my number four has to do with the fawn, and I think he looked. Hey, hey! I thought he looked <laughs> amazing. Uh, it looked absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the voice that went along with him, though, and that bugged me. It it sounded like <laughs> I'm gonna joke, and it sounded like the Bumblebee man. Not really. But... Jesus, <laughs> No, the voice just didn't. Did you know, does the general sound like the Bumblebee guy too? <laughs> or the, no. the captain? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me gusta. No, like it. It just didn't match. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's just for me. Like I felt a voice was out of place. I wanted something. I wanted James Earl Jones or something. I don't know. It just didn't. Interesting. It just seemed like a random dude, not the fawn, a fawn or whatever. Whatever that creature was. Like I mean, at one point, I like this is I was Tony. I thought. He might have been the devil or something. Like, he was luring her the whole time to do something to unlock an evil. Like, I had all sorts of things going through my head. None of it was what I wanted. <laughs> but um, Your head cannon? Yeah. I just, like, I love the way he looked. I thought he was an awesome character. I just, the voice was a little, just not what I, uh, 
I wanted something more there. So it was very generic. I wanted a little something base or something unique. Mm. So Alex, number four. My number four, which deals with the fairies uh, and that whole room with all the awesome food in it, is the Pale Man. The design, the creepy acting that the puppet or the dude. No, there couldn't be a dude inside that suit. It had to be a puppet. No, there was. Yeah, I bet there, there was. was. Oh, my gosh. There absolutely Kitty. was. Jeebus H. So creepy. So cool. His eyeballs were yeah. just on the plate, and he had to pick them up with his hands and put them in. Oh, awesome. You can't design that. <laughs> I think for my Halloween costume this year, I'm just going to put eyes on my hands, and I'm just going to be at the party, like, just holding my hands in front of my face. <laughs> you just need a bald cap, and you're set. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do the rest of the costume. Just that. <laughs> but yeah, that creature in specifically was, like, the coolest for me. So creepy. So, ugh. Just, oh, gross. I wanted to puke when I saw him, like, moving around and everything, chasing after Ophelia. It was awesome. Yeah, the way his skin... This is my number three, by the way. Yeah, the way his skin was... Yeah! Oh, my gosh. So good. Yeah. My notes, his fucked up creature with the hand eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pretty... And I said, I remember that in the trailer or for something. I remember. I know I remember the hand eyes guy, and so I was looking forward to it, and it did disappoint. Um, all right. Uh, Scott, number three. Uh, my number three follows up just what you guys were talking about, uh, the the live-action creatures. So the Pale Man and the Fawn, um, both were the same guy uh, oh, wow. in costumes. Uh, Doug Jones, um, who was uh, the... I can't remember the name now. But he was the fish guy in Hellboy. Oh, okay. Um, he Where in the first movie, it was voiced by... Um, Niles from Frasier. <laughs> can't remember his name all of a sudden. And then oh, yeah. in the second movie, he did the voice and did the, the acting. Um, but yeah, so Doug Jones is the guy that has made a career out of this. And he does it brilliantly. Uh, where he just like moves around in these creepy suits. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, this is where Del Toro really, really shines. Um, I don't think like, nobody does these, these creatures, these live action creatures like he does these days. Yeah. Um, you know, it basically is it, like, Henson in the the 80s, and then we had to wait till Del Toro to come along before <laughs> we saw anything cool like this again. Um, you know, it's reminiscent of the troll market in Hellboy 2. There's a lot of awesome things going on uh, there with live action puppets. Yeah, uh, most of them are, most of them are super creepy, but uh, it still looks amazing. Um, but yeah, just to talk a little bit more about each of them, uh, the the Pale Man. I, I love the whole. Uh, kind of mythology there the whole chronos eating its children uh thing and the uh, and the fawn just looks so sinister um it, yeah it, again you just knocked knocked it out of the park with these creatures and that's my number three yeah just to follow up that uh, that doug jones he's actually playing a character called saru on the new star trek show that discovery so if okay you're, if you're watching that apparently he's a main character because it shows him in all 15 episodes sweet so, I'm not watching that, but... Well, right. Is um, it on Amazon Prime? Nobody's watching that. No, you have to no, pay for own a, service. It's CBS oh. Access or something. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay for your own service. For that. Oh, jeez, I'm not watching it. I did hear that they were showing it on Netflix in other countries. Yeah, I heard it's every other country but United States. It's on Netflix. Ugh. 
Thanks, Obama. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, my number three, I said a fucked up creature with the hand eyes. So, Alex, what's your number three? My number three is only like a small moment and everything, but it was so cool looking at it. And it's one of those special effects where you don't know or you'd be fooled to think and you thought it really happened is when Mercedes was uh, kind of caught and she ran away by... Wait, you mean you mean Mercedes? Yeah, Mercedes. <laughs> Uh, she, she always has like her lucky knife or something, her kitchen knife tucked into her apron and she grabs mm-hmm. that and slashes the captain like right in the mouth. And then, but the scene, a couple scenes after that, where he's like washing his face and stitching himself up and he actually opens his mouth really wide and you can see the slash on the side of his face. So freaking cool. I love that effect so much. And then, I mean, this guy's got balls. Like he, I mean, he's evil, but son of a bitch, he, he stitches himself up with no anesthetic or anything. I know. I kept thinking about the Joker. And I was yeah. Like, you know how I got these scars? <laughs> Some fucking kitchen lady stabbed me in the face. But yeah, I love that effect. It's it's small. It's a short scene, but it's so cool. Very effective. So I have a question for you. The name Mercedes, what what nationality region is that? Because in the Count of Monte Cristo, that's the girl's name too, right? Yeah. I think it's Spanish. Pretty sure it but is. But in that movie, she's French. And then the German company. <laughs> and then it's a yeah. German car. Well, European. How about that? <laughs> Fair it's enough. It's your trash. All right. Uh, Scott, number two. Okay. So my number two is Captain Vidal. Capitan Vidal. Fuck that guy. He's not on my list. He's like... Oh, he's on my list. Uh, it's like the perfect shit heel. Like <laughs> yeah, it's he it's hard to imagine like anybody more hateable <laughs> in in any movie this decade anyway. Uh you know, you just the whole fascist thing and the fact that he's just a sociopath. Um and that he and past all that he's just deluded. Uh right up to the very end when he's like pulls out his watch and you know, tell my son cuz he's still like living in this like his own fantasy, really, of this perfect uh, fascist world where everybody just obeys. Um, and he's surprised when she says no. <laughs> he's almost shocked. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he gets bulleted. Uh, but yeah, he's just so hateable. Uh, he did a great job with the character and the actor did a great job. Sergey Lopez. Hey, Lopez. Uh, <laughs> So that's that's my number two, you know. And as we always say, good villain. Uh, yeah, movie. can make a movie. Yeah, he was and, almost too much for me. In movie. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and then there's the whole thing of like the real monster is banned. <laughs> Turns out the real yes. monster is banned. Except that there's real monsters in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. But to, to follow up on you to that scene where he said, "Tell my son," and she's like, "Yeah, your son will never know your name." I was like, "Ah, oh, thank God, something good about this movie." <laughs> gets a little gets a comeuppance, yeah. <laughs> a little bit there, yeah. A little bit. Uh, that's my number two. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, but you want to elaborate on it then some more or no? Yeah, not really. You covered all the bases. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number two, and this is where, like, I expect, oh, man, okay. She gets that nice uh, dress from her mom, and she looks like fucking Alice in Wonderland wearing that dress. Yeah. 
she goes to find this toad and she has to go into a tree. It was like, this is Alice. This is like, it was just bumping up my expectations. So when all the other shit happened, just fucked me over. Um, but I really like that. And this, I'm writing my notes. I usually do my list as I'm watching the movie. <laughs> and so at this point, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I thought it was going to be like this. And then when it wasn't all my other stuff. But I did like that whole thing of her. And, I, it, you know, now that I know what happens, it is a, he kind of maybe sets you up that way. This is through the looking glass when it's not. But she was wearing the Alice dress. She goes into the tree, but it's it's not Wonderland. It's, it's a slimy, muddy hole with a fucked up frog. And yeah. So there it is. I like that part. I like movies. <laughs> Alex, what's your number two? My number two, the captain getting his comeuppance. Right. So good. Uh, I love the line, well, real quick, where he hands the baby over, his son over, and he's like, he's like please tell my son, tell my, well, he didn't even see, say please, of course, he said, tell my son, you know, this is, this is a time where his dad, his father died, because he's got the watch that his dad, like, smashed on a rock to let, like, whoever has it next, that that's the exact second when he died. So he kind of wanted to like follow in his fucked up footsteps, and then what's her face just looks him straight in the eye and says, "No, he won't even know your name." And then he gets bullet in the face. So good, one of the best come up in scenes ever. You could see that just all in his face. Just he's wide eyed. He does. He's like he cannot believe that this is the outcome of everything that he's worked for. So good. Yep. Yep. I agree. <laughs> comeuppance. Sweet comeuppance. Right. Scott, number one. All right. My number one is Ophelia. Ah, me too. Uh, as I started this whole thing off, it's it's always a gamble. <laughs> I feel like when you're when you center a movie on a kid, um, she she carries it off uh, easily, um, and she she carries that whole sense of wonder and fear, and the whole time. You know, just as uh, Mercedes is kind of like takes on a like a motherly role, you know, kind of falls in love with this kid. Um, you know, you use the use the audience or like get to that same place where again, it's just <laughs> it's, it's heart wrenching when she gets shot. Um, but yeah, yeah, she she was great in this. Uh, you know, it, with without a capable uh, child actor. It, it wouldn't have worked. Um, and she ties the whole thing together. So that's been number one. I agree. And, I, you know, I, now that you're saying this, I probably should have this on my list. And I think she was so good, I didn't even think that she was a kid. I I can't say anything wrong with her. Like, that's how good she was. So usually yeah. kid actors bug me. And the fact that I didn't even think about it, I think it's a, a testament to her. <laughs> how good she was. Agree with that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Amelia, number one. All right. She's gutsy too. She does all this stuff, puts that root with rot with milk that eventually rots under her mom's bed to get everything, you know, right. And she tries to bite off the captain when he throws it into the fire. Ugh. that was heart wrenching. Oh. How about that when she has to add the blood? She bites her finger. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! You, think you could do that. I got, Jesus Christ! I couldn't bite, <laughs> draw blood. What you trying to do right now? <laughs> Maybe. It's hard. Wow. hard. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
give it up for Ophelia. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, my number one is Scott's earlier. It was just the the whole mood setting and the cinematography of the, it's still uh, his it, it's his staple, right? And this is probably one of the best examples of it. I mean, have you guys ever seen The Devil's Rejects? No. Oh, that's another one of his. That was before do, do, this. I think. I think you mean The Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone, yeah. sorry. I think no, Devil's Rejects Rob Zombie. was like a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Devil's Backbone. Okay. Have you guys seen that one? No, I don't think I have. Yeah. That one's really good as well. The same thing. It's it's uh, Spanish subtitles, and I don't remember where it takes place, though. I think it might be in... Well, there's a plot device of a leftover bomb, so I don't know where it is. But anyway, he just does that mood so well, and this one, I think, was even better, so... Everything that Scott said earlier, I agree. I'd make that my number one. That's his thing. Ooh. All right. Uh, Alex, you just said yours was uh, the Ophelia, right? Yep. All right. Uh, I always forget. Do we rank or do we do our crossovers? We rank. I'm going to need a bathroom right. break after the rank, too, though. FYI. All right. Well, Scott, rank it. Okay. Uh, it just because it's so good. Uh, overall, um, you know, it's, criteria. Well, no, it's it's always tough because we we the idea is the basis on would we rewatch it um, or how rewatchable is it, not necessarily how good is it. Um, so, uh, I'd, I'd still have to give it a six. Okay, so what keeps yeah. it a seven for you? From a seven, for you? is it the child murder? <laughs> it's probably it's just it's, it's so dour. Um, even though it is bittersweet, like it just, there's too much, too many depressing things going on with it. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't necessarily be excited when it was on, but I would still find myself watching it. Okay. Uh, I have struggled and I still have made my decision because my expectations. Um... <sighs> I'm going to have to give it a four. And I think if I I, I want to watch it again now knowing what it is, but I was so pissed, like, so just hurt, <laughs> destroyed by this that you're you're the Captain Vidal of this podcast, you know that. Right? <laughs> as much as I love, I, I love his, <laughs> it. Just it hurt me, so I'm gonna have to give it a four. My expectations just screwed me over. It'd be a four or five, and I mean the thing is, I almost don't want to watch this again because it was so depressing. But then I do want to see it again with the right expectations. So I don't know, four for me. Alex, it's oh, just because of all the creature design, the fantasy in it, the uh, metaphors, fascism, the overtones of everything. So close to being a seven, but I'm gonna have to give it a six. Right. It's one of those movies that's like a, a huge, like gigantic Thanksgiving Day meal. After you watch it, you don't want to see it for a while. <laughs> so that's that's the only thing that's keeping me from giving it a seven. Uh, and then, fun fact, just to make this more depressing. Uh, uh, so, yeah, they, they defeat Captain Vidal. They Vidola. really shot Ophelia at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, they really killed this kid to make it really... Uh, <laughs> the, the whole rebels fighting the fascist thing. Yeah, that went on for, like, another 30 years. Uh, yeah, Just like William Wallace. William Wallace! So she, Ophelia, was like William Wallace. Mm. Mm-hmm. Freedom. All right, uh, beer break. Beer break. Beer break. Fuck.
Hey, I mean, we're, we're new at this. It's only our 180th yeah. yeah. episode. You can mute your microphone. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Um, so we're doing our crossover list. And uh, what are we doing here, Scott? Since this is your list, kind of. <laughs> so so Alex had come up with the idea of top five. It was me. Was, was it a-hole generals, asshole generals, jerk generals? Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know if we ever specified to our our wonderful listeners that perhaps we should have gone with like uh, military officers. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be the same yeah, rank cons- of general. Con- considering it's supposed to tie in with the movie, in the in this case, is a captain, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually pretty far from a general, typically speaking. Yeah. Uh, but, but our top five, I have written down as top five a hole generals. Um, although I went with officers in general, although I did have a couple of generals, uh, so I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> well, the I, hell had you all, say right there. I had all generals. Uh, I could have had all generals, but then it would have been a bad list. Um, so my number five. <laughs> you should have picked a better one. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, I would have had like Duke from StarCraft, because he's a general. Uh, but anyway, so my number five for A-hole generals is Captain what, Harris. Wait, what about the General Lee? Would you have had him? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no. sorry. No, I would not. Uh, number five is Captain Harris from Police Academy. <laughs> That's a good one. Nice. Uh, so I thought it was a good way to start with him being a captain, just as Captain Vidal was a captain. Uh, but yes, the stereotypical 80s dickhead uh, power boss. Proctor! As... as uh, played by MC or George Gainey? I don't forget. Anyways, uh, Cap- Captain Harris. He's a, he's a hateable douche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good one. And he kind of epitomizes, he's just a douche for being a douche. Like, there's yeah. no real reason. Douche for douche. Like, uh, typical 80s things where people are just assholes for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. We might talk about this for another thing. <laughs> Um, my my list too is my yeah I didn't really go by rank but just military uh, or you know someone in charge of uh, warriors of some some sort and I oh, it was either a dick or a dick like what you just said or just kind of just an asshole like bad guy general as well so I kind of went back and forth on my list because I'm not difficult here um, but mine I'm gonna go to a Star Wars when I go to Force Awakens I don't even know the guy's name the the guy that was leading the the bad guys in this movie. He was just a dick. Is it Hux? General yeah, Hux? General Hux. He just was like, there is no reason why he's just giving Adolf Hitler speeches and yelling at Kylo Ren and just, I did not, like, none of the other Star Wars movies had, like, the bad guys like that. Like, Admiral Pitt and Adana, all, well, Donna's a good guy. Whatever, all the other ones, they weren't, like... <laughs> Adana, what a dick. Yeah. Uh, he had a, he had, finally the third <laughs> Just, he, he had a chip on his shoulder for being the the forgotten Weasley. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. So that's when it came to mind. Like I, I tried to include Star Wars, and I didn't think of one. Then it's all the new movie, and I was like, yeah, and he was, and I just didn't like him, and he was a dick, just yelling all the time. And I mean, I don't think he says one sentence without him just being brooding and mean, and yeah. So that guy. General Hux. He's no he's Captain Phasma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. That's another story. 
Alex. My number five is that uh, it was only a sh- very short scene, but that jerk general for the uh, British Army in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! George Mormont. Yeah, that's the guy. What? Woman? What a dick. Who is this woman? Yeah. <laughs> Gets called a coward to his face. Come up and... Yeah, the, right. great, the great James Cosmos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scott number four. Uh, number four is a general. Uh, Jeff, you won't know who this is, but Alex will definitely know and might, in fact, be on his list. Maybe. If he was going all generals. Let's see. Uh, and that would be Kefka from Final Fantasy. Oh, son of a bitch. I should have gotten that guy. <laughs> Not on my list. Motherfucker, he's um, an asshole. I actually started with him as my number one and then slowly moved him down the list <laughs> uh, to, to number four. Uh, mostly at four because not everybody's going to know who he is. Um, but Final Fantasy three, um, which was technically Final Fantasy six, but mm-hmm. Battle Gears three. Yep. Um, Kefka um, is the the psychopathic clown general villain, <laughs> mm-hmm. and one of the the more memorable villains in all of video game dumb. Uh If if you don't know what I'm talking about, I would say go do it, but you're not. It's a little tough <laughs> for someone to plop down 60 hours on a... No way, it's a good game. S- on an SNES game. Oh yeah, no, you should absolutely do it. Yes. But I don't... I'm, my expectations are a little lower. Uh, well, mine are, mine are higher, so go do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number four, Kefka. Spoiler alert, Dighead poisons the water supply in a town and kills everybody. Mm-hmm. What an asshole. Yeesh. He also has rad boss music. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Oh, that makes up for killing the people. Yeah, Son of a submariner. Alright, uh, my number four, don't know the guy's name, don't know if he was a general, but it was the, whatever was in command of the people of Zion and the Matrix sequels. I call him General Hardass. Yeah, that guy was <laughs> I almost, he almost made my list. Yeah. He's just mad for being mad sake, no reason, like, oh, yeah. save us, or just hand it to him on a platter. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm mad God. at you, Morpheus, for no reason, just because we need to have some tension back here in Zion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, oh, that was that guy's whole character, General Hardass. Yes. It's like, long battle, Morpheus, and whoever comes in and saves the town, and then he's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know you're trying to save all of us, but I disagree with you on principle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that guy, <laughs> who I think is in the Man of Steel movie. I'm not sure. He plays like one of the. He might play a general on that too. He's like a good guy, general. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like I know I'm from Man Kansas, Steel. general. You don't get more American than that. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's that guy. And the girl's like, I think he's kind of hot. <laughs> so. And then he gives her the people's eyebrow. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> yeah. Alex, number four. My number four is from The Rock, General Hummel. Even though he wasn't really, it was a bluff to use the VS gas on San Francisco, uh, it's a pretty dick move <laughs> to steal that in the first place. Okay. He gets one of, give it gives, uh, he gets one of his men killed trying to take it, and then he hires these other mercenaries that he, he knows nothing about them. He, well, they're just going to go along with your bluff without getting paid? <laughs> Did you yeah, really one think, of them is Candyman. Yeah, I was going to say, did you really think you could hire the Candyman and have things turn <laughs> yeah. out the way you wanted to? I don't think so. But where's the fucking money? What fucking money is the fucking money? 
<laughs> the general homo. All right, he does redeem himself, but yeah, yeah. he does start out. That's why he's heap... low on the list. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Scott, number three. Okay, number three, and so going down a few ranks here. Uh, from Inglorious Bastards, uh, Colonel Hans Landa. Uh, did he shoot first? A, is a twisted best. Uh, he did. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, shoot first. But he didn't shoot last. Mm. Uh, so Colonel Hans Landa uh, is a twisted piece of work. Uh, the great Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole uh, scene in the middle of the movie is uh, its one of the best scenes uh, any movie that I've seen, um, uh, well, any movie that I've ever seen, but definitely this decade, uh, when he's talking about the milk, um, can't imagine a more tense sequence without actual violence happening. Uh, and then he speaks all the languages and he has these weird moments where he's like laughing and it, it's just, yeah, he's a real twisted character and, uh, it's great. Uh, so that's number three. Colonel Hans Landa, the Jew hunter. That's great. We gotta do that movie too. Yeah. Um, instead of crawl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no Spoiler <way>. alert. <laughs> um, my number three is I, I gotta remember. This, is it Sir Alice Thorne from Game of Thrones? Alistair, Alistair, Alistair Thorne. Alistair yeah. Thorne. I don't know what his rank is. I know he's at, he's one point he's first ranger. I get a little different, but he's an asshole. And I I go back and forth on him because I think. At the beginning, when he's, you know, they want him to, fight, you know, fight Sam and they won't do it. Like, I think he's in the right on that one. Like, why is Sam not even trying to fight? Like, fuck that. We need to protect each other's backs out here. So, like, and that thing, I don't think he's as bad as everyone makes him out to be. But later on, obviously, as stuff happens and him betraying Jon Snow. He's just a dick throughout the whole thing. So he, He's a dick, but at least, like, he at least justifies it to himself that he... Uh... He's doing it for the Night's Watch. Yeah. So he's still, he's still totally a villain, but it's not just a one note, him being a dick just to be a dick. Exactly. And like I say, at the beginning when you're supposed to really hate him, I, I never really did hate him because he was right about everything he was saying about Sam and that them protecting him is not really going to help them when they actually get in the wall. And, then John, and Sam does fuck up when they actually go north of the wall and stuff. So, uh, But he's still an asshole <laughs> and he had to make my list even though he's not a general. He's, he's basically the equivalent of a general and Wherever the hell that place is, I haven't watched. What is it? The North Night's Watch. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Alex, number three. My number three is uh, General Napoleon from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. <laughs> He told me, well, first the kids have to babysit him. It's like, all right, he's a foreigner in a foreign land. He doesn't speak English. And then he eats all their ice cream. He's the Ziggy Piggy. Yeah, the Bill and Ted's version is a lot bigger of a dick than the real life version. No, the real life version is a big dick, too. But but what would you do if he ran away? Where would he go? Water! (laughs) Water! With the with the fifty seven, the ten, and the two ten, yeah, it is in San Dimas. That's where it was, right? It had to be. Yeah, it was. That yeah. was raging. It's the new Sasko football rules. <laughs> Waterloo, <laughs> raging water. But also, fucking Napoleon from uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. He sets up Edmond Dantes pretty much with that stupid letter he has him send. 
That's the way he gets caught. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Napoleon. What a dick. Double whammy. And at IRL, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just a, it's a Not thing. as short as people thought. He was 5'6", my height. So there you it go. He was like normal height, yeah. Yeah, it's still kind of short. Well, for the time period. <laughs> you giants. <laughs> All right, Scott, number two. Okay, my number two is uh, another colonel. Uh, Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say, I say. What's the what's matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. Preferred ship. Preferred ship. That's so good. Anyway, no, no, no. My number two is from a uh, few good men, uh, Colonel Nathan Jessup. Oh, damn it. That's good. As played, You're bringing out the heavy artillery on this yeah, list. Nice. As, as played by Jack Nicholson. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. In the uh, the most quoted, like, <laughs> two minutes of cinema ever. Yeah. Or five yeah. minutes of cinema ever. <laughs> I'm glad you're dead. Oh, wait. That's a different. <laughs> uh, that was on TV not too long ago, and I actually, I just got hooked by it. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, really good movie. Right, so, good one, Scott. Yep. All right, my number two. Once again, don't know the guy's name. I don't know if he's a general, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he was. It's um, oh God, I don't know the actor's name now. It's it's from Avatar. What's that guy's name? I Clinton. Yes, Ike Clinton. <laughs> there it is. General yeah, Ike Clinton. He's, a, he's just an asshole for being an asshole in this movie. And and I know people don't like the movie or people do. Whatever the, your thoughts are on it. His character is very cliche. Just general badass. Just or dumbass. Whatever. He's just, I'm a buff dude going to kill all the natives. And fuck you, man. I'm going to do it. And drink I, my coffee on the aircraft carrier while we nuke this tree, motherfuckers. Yeah. I think I got ripped for that movie, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Ike Clinton. <laughs> J.K. Simmons ripped. Yeah. And just, there's no gray to this character. He's just all evil. And there's, you know... Yeah, I, I don't like that. And, and people. And so he it is a general asshole trying to kill the blue people. The, na- the Navi, the Naives, or whatever they were. And, uh, the po- the Pocahontas is... Yeah. Yes. So there it is. At least he gets his comeuppance, I think. I don't even remember the end of that movie. I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah me either. It's, you guys, it's worth watching. All right. Come on. You should watch it. Especially there's four more movies coming out. So when that uh, comes Jesus out, Christ. prepare for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two, and this movie was one that I really shouldn't have seen, but I saw it at the old Cynodome back in the day. And it was, it's... The general from the movie The General's Daughter, and this movie is all sorts of like fucked up. But it, I think it, this whole plot of this movie would be like an NCIS or cop show episode nowadays. But yeah, the whole movie is like the general's daughter uh, gets killed, and turns out she was uh, applying for uh, to be a fucking Navy SEAL. But then she got raped by all the other male guys that were jealous of her and everything. And so she tumbles down through this self-loathing path and she gets herself killed. And it's all because of the general's fault because he, like, let the rape slide. He didn't even investigate it or anything. And he was the asshole responsible for everything. 
fuck that guy. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it, but it sounds This like was it. a so John Travolta vehicle. Yeah. And it was the, it was the babe, babe's dad who was the general. It was like, oh, come on, man. Why well, you got to uh-huh. be like that? Oh, James Cromwell? Yeah, that's the guy. I don't think he was Babe's dad, per se. <laughs> he was his dad. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, pig. SOS, bro. SOS. <laughs> but yeah, that movie's super fucked up. All right. Scott, number one. All right, my number one is rather obvious after I started making the list. And I'm surprised I didn't think of it first. Kefka. But, but an actual general... Yeah. Uh, and that would be Pat- General Zod. Oh, oh, motherfucker! Should have had that. He's honorable mentions for me. Uh, n- Neil before Zod. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> the Terrence Stamp, the beard, the weird tunic <laughs> the thing that he's wearing. Terrence Stamp, the weird, the beard. Yeah, the weird uh, black, <laughs> late like. Like MC Hammer pants, and it's just it's a pirate shirt. Yeah. Uh, but it's highly effective for no. It, it absolutely shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> so General Zod. My, my favorite line from his, and I think it's Superman two. It has to be Superman two. That's the one he's in. Um, when he goes, <laughs> when Gene Hackman's saying all this shit to him, and he goes, "Why do you say this to me when you know I will kill you for it?" Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Son of son of Jorail. Neil Yeah, awesome. Uh, but I didn't I just he's not a big enough dick. He's awesome, but not enough dick for me. Whoa <laughs> He's a dick. He's a dick. Uh, he's a dick. <laughs> um my number one, once again, don't know his name, don't know his rank. Glad glad you did your research on this job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the bad guy in Rambo. The fifth one, fourth one, whatever. The one, the real one. What? Oh, the one, the... the in Russia? The recent one. Oh, oh the, that guy. Oh, the Burmese yeah. ped- pedophile. That guy, and he gets yeah. his, rope, <laughs> his throat ripped out. <laughs> that was, it's, it almost like became funny. They're like, oh, how else can we make this guy evil? I know, let's make yeah. him so that he's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> They yeah, they overtopped it, but it worked for me. I wanted that guy to die so bad. He's making these people run through the minefields sport and just all this other stuff. Yeah, and then he's a pedophile and just ah guy deserved to die. So he was the he was actually the first one that came up for me, so At least at least but, you have a reason reasonable excuse for not remembering his name. Because, <laughs> yeah. I don't even think they like they if they say it at all, like I don't remember it. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Well, he gets his throat ripped out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Best thing Rambo's ever done. Just like Patrick Sweezy. Yeah. Yeah. Roadhouse. Yeah. Patrick Sweezy's a good throw. Beat, beat that guy right. that, that fucks guys like him in prison. <laughs> yeah. So that's my number one. Alex. My number one is only because this guy's so iconic. He's ingrained in comic books and cartoons and even in the movies now. But General Ross and his almost like Captain Ahab hunt for the Hulk. Thunderbolt Ross. Yep. He he's just <laughs> such an asshole. It's like, oh, the Hulk really isn't attacking us. Should we leave him alone? No! Fire everything! Every time. And every time he gets his ass kicked. 
Yeah, but now in the and movies, then, he's Secretary of Defense. It's like, holy shit. And then he's the, yeah, he's the author of the Sokovia Accords. Ugh. The, yeah, he's the one that's arresting all the, the Avengers. Yeah, that breaks up the that Avengers, guy. yeah. What a dick. He's going to get go. his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. When, when Thanos then, shows up and they're going to be like, oh, we'll take care of it. And then they'll be like, oh, wait, we don't have any superheroes because we fucking locked them all away up on the, the raft. Then he'll be sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right when humanity's all extinct, he'll be sorry. Yeah, yeah. That'll show him. Well, we'll see because Thor Ragnarok comes out soon. Maybe oh, Hulk and yeah. Thor are going to come back and just Thor! bust shit up. Yeah. We yeah. can only hope. But I think in the comic books, eventually, he actually turns into a Hulk himself. He's like the Red Hulk, and he's a part of another superhero team. What? But I'm pretty sure he's still a dick. <laughs> uh... Didn't that happen in the um, Ed Norton Hulk? No. No. no, no. Who, wasn't there another Hulk, though? There, there was uh, the... Uh... The Abomination. The Abomination. Yeah. He didn't turn into it, but somebody else? Okay. Yeah. Then right. there was that that one guy that always plays guys that got the goop dripped on him. <laughs> oh, that's right, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, that's the guy. I don't <laughs> <someone else. laughs> that Scott knew what you were talking about. All right. Yeah, no, he becomes the uh, uh, the other guy, the, the super, big brain guy. The superpower is that yeah, he's, he's super smart, so his brain gets or his head gets super big. But then you never see him again. It's kind of yeah, weird. that sucked because I want I I like that villain. Is one of the it's in the the Hulk's rogues gallery. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dope. Well, that's all this. Do we have uh, any feedback on this episode? Uh, nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody. Nobody did the uh, generals. So yeah, it's okay, guys. We uh, don't blame you for this one. This was my bad. I think I, I right. jumped the gun. I always want to announce these as quick as possible. All right, uh, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Go Dodgers! Dodger dogs! We're ra- it's raining Dodger dogs over here in L.A. Farmer Johns. Mm-hmm. It is. We've uh, hit a rare bit of real news. <laughs> the Dodgers have won the pennant since Woo. you've heard this. And uh, I don't know, they might have won or lost the World Series, but... By the time you hear this, but we're in it. All right, Alex. It, it's been uh, over what twenty years since the Gibbs, Mel, G- since, since the, Mel, the, Mel Gibson, Gibson, since Gibson. Mel Gibson hit that home run, popping his arms <laughs> around the field. Gibson, or the Gibbs, as he likes to be called by his friends. <laughs> yeah, the Gibbs. Actually, Kirk Gibson is a huge Gibby. is a huge hard ass, and yeah, not an appreciate being general? called the Gibbs. He would not like being called the Gibbs. <laughs> he's, he's an asshole general. Uh, yeah, isn't his nickname Gibby? Come on, yeah. Gimme Gibbler. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the Dodgers won the pennant. They'll be playing either the Yankees or Houston. And by the time you uh, listen to this, I'm sure it's already happened. I think the series is tied three three already. So tomorrow, as, as of this recording, we'll find out. I, as much as I hate the Yankees, I think it would be fun to have the L.A. New York World yeah, Series, coast to coast, very classic, Space Coast. Yeah. And then we can finally decide once and for all which is the better city. Yes. Because that's how that works. Right? Uh, the answer is I think neither. the Kings, uh, Kings proved that in 2014 when the Kings beat the Rangers. Yeah. So mm. there it is. Nice. How are you? <laughs> so, all right, Alex. Good sports. Yeah, there it is. I like sports. Who was the guy who hit three home runs in that last game? Um, it was uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. 
No. Oh. At least you named a baseball player. So I'll, <laughs> yeah. go and, I'll go and give it to you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Burns, <laughs> for giving me that name. <laughs> Wait, what do you know about Shoeless Joe Jackson? I know Mr. Burns recognizes him as a baseball player. <laughs> do you know what he's famous for or notorious for? I, I'm going to guess running really fast, so fast that he kicked off his shoes. Because <laughs> he was always shoeless. I mean, to be honest, I have no idea why his name is Shoeless. But he bet on baseball and threw a World Series. And the Chicago Black Sox. Yeah, and there's the Black Sox scandal. So he's a very bad guy. He's been removed from the Hall of Fame, never get in. Whoa. He's actually. What an asshole general. (laughs) Uh, All right, it's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Wait, wait, Scott, do you know why his name is Shoeless? If I had to guess, I'd be... Because he like ran into the wall and lost a shoe or something like, or or maybe he didn't have shoes one day and got them played anyways. One of the two. He ran into a wall and lost his shoes. What? That was if you get hit was running. If you get hit hard enough, your shoes will fly out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like with the car. I mean, like the outfield wall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just a random wall. <laughs> oh no no no. <laughs> Anybody okay. see the shoe? Yeah. All right. News. All right. Uh, super light week for me i uh, just want to talk a little bit about uh, we we were just talking about it thor uh comes out early next month ragnarok uh, yeah this the the trailer and the movie looks absolutely metal uh looking forward yeah. to it i i don't like that he they made him get the haircut thor thor without the long hair i don't know it's like samson yeah but he's supposed to be a pit Slave fighter, so they probably just shaved. Well, it yeah, up so force. yeah. Well, then yeah. shave his shave his whole head. Don't give him like the GQ model look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I realize I realize Chris Hemsworth is super dreamy. Super uh, dreamy. Um, actually, I uh, walked right by him when I was in Vegas for work. I was oh, breathing, you did? I was Son breathing, of a bitch! I was breathing the same air as Chris Hemsworth. And you didn't say, "Yo, Hemi." <laughs> well, the problem you made was, him look that much better, huh, Scott? <laughs> What now? <laughs> Not a... uh, well, the problem was that I missed him walking right by me. Uh, oh, just like Vernon Wells? Yeah, it was like Vernon Wells. All Son of a bitch. Wah, wah. But it happened. So, yeah. Because the of that. Keep and hammer, did it give him away? <laughs> yeah, the hammer and the armor <laughs> and the Natalie Portman on his arm. Yeah, I didn't give it away. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I I sucker for all these Marvel movies. I I can't remember the last one I didn't see in the theaters. Um, it was, pro- it was probably Thor too for me. <laughs> uh, it was probably one of the Iron Mans. Probably Iron Man Two is one I probably didn't see in the theaters. That's true. I didn't see any of the Iron Mans in the theater. Uh, but everything, all the other ones I saw in the theater. Um, but both Hulks, and then so on and so forth. But uh. Yeah, yeah, and the movie looks metal. Um, hopefully, hopefully it'll be enjoyable. I think they built some momentum up from the, the first two movies to kind of figure out like what was really working with those movies and what wasn't. And hopefully, uh, they they kind of get it right this time. Although, you know, I did enjoy the first two movies, so I don't know if that's a, if that's the right way to phrase it, but maybe you have it more on par with like the last couple Captain America movies. I think they got yeah, it. I'll say it, it looks I like didn't like the first. I didn't like the first couple Thor movies. Like I think they're on par with like the Iron Man sequels. So they're kind of the weaker movies of the bunch. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. But yeah, I, I still enjoy like the the first one's just super camp. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of enjoyed that. The second one was taking itself more seriously, but utterly forgettable if cool villain. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this one got got hella. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Oh yes. hell yeah, man! Galadriel herself. Yeah, so I, it's as if she took the One Ring. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The nibbling. Instead of your what was it? I forgot the lion said it was. I will be a queen. You'd have a terrible queen. Or great was the dawn. Smashes hammers left and right. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the latest trailer, but the well, the earlier one with the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin. I love oh, that. So I watched good. that in a loop like twelve times. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, excited about this. Uh, so, just a lot to look forward to over the next. I don't know between now and the end of next year, I guess. Hell um, yeah! From from superhero movies, anyways. Uh, so we still got. Uh, we might have talked about this last week. I don't remember, but um, we've got the DCU's first foray into uh, the collaborative movie later this year with uh, yeah. Justice Batman League. Be Superman. <laughs> I mean, I had Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. That's pretty collaborative. Yeah, uh, Justice League, um, Thor, obviously, uh, and then next year um, we've got. Uh, Black Panther. Oh I think, yeah, I think I think Captain Marvel. Um, obviously, the first uh, Infinity War movie. Yeah, so it's there's a lot going on. It's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good, man. So yeah, that's yep. that's my news. Uh, Alex, did you have anything to talk about this week? Nope. All right, Jeff. Uh, no real news other than I just recently moved and. Um, I found all my old He-Man action figures. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> and uh, uh, this weekend, or last weekend, uh, my brother and my niece and nephew came over, and I wanted to show my He-Man action figures to my niece and nephew, and they kind of liked it, kind of not. But they kept asking me, um, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> and I, I some of the names I remember, and the other names I was just making up, and I had a lot of fun <laughs> making up names for some of these people. And. Uh, Harrison ripped the legs off of Manny Faces. Oh, so. yeah, at least he still had, you know, Manny Faces. <laughs> yeah, it's not his fault. Like, though, you know, the rubber cord on the inside, oh. they're getting all rotten well, now. Yeah. And so, like, they're all, if they're if they're still connected, they're all gimpy and they don't even, like, form straight. But <laughs> Well, that, that kid owes you now. <laughs> yeah, I did. I threw, put them all back away, but I did keep He-Man, and I have He-Man riding Battle Cat now on my <laughs> desk. So nice. I did keep one of them out. I found a shield. I didn't have a sword anywhere. Oh, so. boo. Did but you yeah. check Castle Great Skull? I do. I had. I didn't bring it out, but I have it. I found it when I moved that and Snake Mountain, <laughs> but I didn't want to bring those out. And then also, I bought. Um, I bought for Harrison last Christmas Grimlock Transformer. Oh, nice. But I. But I got. Uh, what was it? I got him something else. I was like, oh, this is too much to give him. And then I just held on to it. I'll give him to him for next Christmas or whatever. And then whenever they came over, I don't I don't have any toys that kids can actually play with because I just have my, my statues and maquettes. Like, no, 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 no. Those aren't toys. <laughs> yeah, those are collectibles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, next time you come over, I'll just, you know, I'll have a toy here for you to play with. So I brought out Grimlock and he's been dying to play with it. I don't think you know who he is, but he's a Transformer, so he loves him. Mm-hmm. That was the most complicated transformer. My brother and I couldn't put them together. Like it took us forever to transform the thing. And once we finally did, uh, it's staying as a dinosaur. It's never going back <laughs> into a robot. 
I don't remember that being so complicated, but um, I have a couple okay. couple friends with a little girl and uh, the the dude three men a, and a baby. Yeah, he had he had a display case with a with a bunch of like stuff you're talking about, Jeff. And one day the little girl was like starting to get into it, and the mom was like, "No, no, no, you can't get into those. Those are collectible. Those aren't toys. Those are collectibles." And I was like confused, like totally confused her when he got home from work that day. She she basically told him. Why, Daddy? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then I also had uh, Charlotte and Brian were playing video games in the Xbox, and uh, they're both pretty terrible at video games. Yeah. <laughs> playing Super Meat Boy. Oh, Jesus! At least, at least, at least she's got an excuse. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's my new. That was my news. I beat Cuphead. The game is fucking hard. The end. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. Uh, that wraps up this episode. Thanks, everybody. Good night. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.